Hello, welcome to a presentation from the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation for Freedom, Family and Faith. This is Anne DeSantis. It's wonderful to be here with you for a special, a special presentation. And my guest today is Dee Yarrison. She is with You Are Made New and Hope's Garden. So I'd like to introduce you to her. And I'm so grateful to her to being a guest on this program. So Dee, thank you for being with us. And she'll be right here with us. There you are. Dee, thank you so much. It's great to see you. Thank you, Anne, for inviting me on. It's lovely to be with you. Yes, it's lovely to be with you too. And there, we have so much to talk about in terms of what you do. So why don't we just start out with, if you could give us a little bit of background on you and your faith journey. Sure, sure. Well, so I grew up in a Catholic family, um, but unfortunately, we the extent of that was basically we went to mass on Sundays. Um, we didn't pray at home. We didn't really read the scriptures at home. I didn't know Jesus. And I lived, grew up in New Jersey. We lived near my extended family, um, both sets of grandparents, aunts, uncles, and cousins. And I, I think we mostly went to Mass on Sundays because my grandparents went to Mass on Sundays. And as we moved away, we moved from New Jersey to Pennsylvania when I was in junior high school, we stopped going to Mass altogether. And without really knowing Jesus, I found myself in my teenage years um, with a deep longing in my heart, a deep emptiness. I don't know if I would have articulated it like that at the time, if I could have really put my finger on it like that. But I, looking back, I can see how I was striving all the time, striving to be liked, striving to fit in, to be accepted. And um, during high school, that led me to some places I probably never should have gone and putting myself in situations I never should have been in. Um, but by the grace of God, we, we made it th through that. But I entered my adult life really empty on the inside, wondering if I was even lovable, if I was worthy, feeling like not enough, which I know is not an uncommon experience. But somewhere in my late 20s, I really felt the tug on my heart to go back to, to Mass. And I attribute that now to my sister, Laura, who we'll talk about because she is I'm in ministry with Laura. Laura was at that point married and with a bunch of young kids and homeschooling them. And in her effort to try to respond to their questions about the faith, it led her to need to learn more about our faith. And so Laura started praying for me regularly. And I have a Rubbermaid box full of cards. She would send me notes of encouragement, prayer cards. And so anyway, I felt that tug on my heart to get back to mass, which I did. And, you know, one thing I, I just want to underline is even going back to mass, I, I admit I was dozing off during homilies. I was not fully engaged. I still didn't really know Jesus, but just being in his presence transforms things. And so, you know, my willingness through just through our, our willingness to show up, uh, he, he made a way for me to begin to soften my heart towards him. And, um, so yeah, fast forward many years, Laura and I um, are very active and alive in our faith, obviously being in ministry. And it's just been such a beautiful journey. I feel like we were, her and I were on these parallel paths for many years of our life. And at some point the Lord just kind of, one of us made a left turn and our paths have intersected. And um, we are, we are, have been working together now for a number of years in ministry. Yes. So it's amazing. I'm really grateful that we've met and, there's a real coincidence here because I met your sister who's out of state 
and of course was introduced to the ministry and then to find out that you are so close not only so close but in my literally in my own parish so what a blessing it is right i know that we have a lot more in store in terms of possible you know collaborative efforts and things like that because your ministry is helping those who are affected by domestic abuse and our organization the saint raymond onatus foundation which was founded by the mercedarian religious order uh, makes outreach to families And you popped off and I can't hear you. It's it's a wonderful thing that we can there collaborate together and learn more about what both of us does and and just uh, being in ministry, which is such a blessing and a wonderful thing. And so yeah. I, I wondered if we could talk a little bit about uh, Hope's Garden and also You Are Made New. I know they're kind of two separate entities, if I'm correct. Well, actually, it's one ministry. You are made new ministry is the official ministry. Hope's Garden is um, we call it a program. Yeah, we call it our sister ministry, um, but it's it's really the the greater part. You are made new is kind of the umbrella that you know the nonprofit over it. But you are made new was founded first, and um, so when you pop off and I can't see you, is that okay? Can you still hear me? I'm just going to keep talking. <laughs> so, um, so you are made new was was founded first, and the story there is um, I when I was I don't know probably my late 30s early 40s I began to chaperone our youth group, and I would chaperone the youth group trips out to Steubenville um, conferences, the youth conferences in the summers, and it was really there in a youth conference where I felt the Lord calling me. I felt very, um, finally had, I kept saying to you just through this conversation, I didn't know Jesus. I finally really began to engage with Jesus that I, I felt my heart come alive, um, being in witnessing these teens that were just loving the Lord and really on fire and, and having fun really just did something in my heart. And the Lord spoke to me in a very powerful way. I'll never forget. It was a Sunday evening back at the church parking lot, the bus, you know, we come home from those weekends and um, all the kids get picked up and we all go home. But standing in that church parking lot, I really sensed the Lord saying to me, this is the type of experience that I want you, this encounter with me. I don't want you to just know about me, to read about me. I want you to encounter me. And it is possible to do that. And I want you to help other people to do that. And so prior to that, I had been working in the corporate sector, doing leadership coaching and working with leaders to you know, get to know their, themselves, their talents, and just to be more authentically who they are in their lives and in the workplace. And I really felt the Lord clearly saying, we need to do this in the church. It's time to do this in the church. And so at that time, I partnered with my my good priest friend, Father Steve DeLacy, who I'm sure you know here in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia, and You Are Made New was born, and we began offering retreats for women to, to come and to encounter the Lord. Um, and so that was back in about 2017. And fast forwarding a few more years, Laura's journey was quite different than mine. As I said, we were kind of on parallel paths, but her journey sadly led her through the the desert, the valley of domestic violence and um, marital abuse. And as she was, as the Lord was leading her out of that desert and guiding her to what was next in her life, 
we were visiting one day and realized that we really shared such similar passions and that what she learned through many, many years of, of experience of going through just such great intense suffering, but always having the Lord present with her through that and really believing that he was going to work all this for good was so inspiring to me as I was really just beginning to encounter him and come to know the Lord more personally. And, um, and so he began speaking to her heart about this garden where he wanted to lead other women whose homes had been deserts, whose marriages had been become, you know, deserts where they were not alive and blooming and to lead them out, out of that. Now, I should clarify that that doesn't mean that every woman that we work with has le literally left the marriage. Um, but we do enter into that with them to help in the discernment process. Is this abuse to be, you know, is the Lord calling you elsewhere or is this, you know, suffering to be endured and, and how do we do that? So the ministry is not only, Hope's Garden is not only for women in domestic violence situations, but that is, I think, largely because of my sister's journey and, and that Hope's Garden was born out of her story that is a population that we you know, work with a lot, um, but our healing retreats with Father DeLacy, which we still offer two to three times a year, and our one-on-one -on -one inner healing work is really just for any woman who is healing from the effects, the spiritual and emotional effects of whatever traumas we've encountered in our lives, whether that be our early lives, growing up in dysfunctional homes or, or experiencing abuse in our family of origin, or as, you know, you already mentioned, domestic violence situations. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for that wonderful intro. I know there's a whole lot more to learn. I love the website. I'm looking at the Hope's Garden website and the intro is really great. When I read, it says that we're a private community of Catholic women sharing our joys, sorrows, and triumphs and trials along the path of healing and freedom in Christ. Our community of Catholic women is dedicated to growing and healing together guided by our mission to help women come to know and fall in love with Christ, the bridegroom, lover of our souls and healer of our hearts. I think that says it so well. I know with that when you and I had conversations before this podcast, you would explain that to me. You know, the Lord really is our bridegroom in terms of that person who's always with us. And of course, as Catholics, we receive him in the Eucharist. We receive him through our whole, the Holy Spirit, as you talked so much about conversion and realizing the importance of that relationship with Christ. Yes. And so I just want to encourage people to go to that website, which is Hope's Garden. And is it mn.com? So hopesgarden.com is our public website where you can okay. learn more about Christ the Bridegroom and our charism there. And I would love to say a few words about that. Please. Um, but the website you were referring to is hopesgarden.mn as in mighty network.co community, because the main, I'll say main service we offer at Hope's Garden is community. So that website, hopesgarden.mn.co will, and, and it's also on the public website, join our community, will lead you to download an app. It's a free app and right, make an account and come and join us in community. And behind the scenes there, what's happening in that community, we have um, about a thousand members now in, about 25 different countries and of course largely in the United States but women from all over the world that are seeking healing and sharing shared experiences it's amazing to learn it's kind of sad in one hand but also it's just 
really beautiful to know that we have sisters all over the world who understand what what we're dealing with, you know, as we are looking at how the Lord wants to heal our hearts from the ways that we have um, learned distortions about ourselves, our value as women, our identity as beloved daughters of God the Father, but also brides of Christ. So many women have been wounded in their marriage vocations and not don't know who they are as bride. You know, being a bride has been wounding or has left me feeling quite disappointed or um, disillusioned. And so coming to know Christ as the bridegroom, as the one true eternal spouse is again, not necessarily a replacement for any earthly spouse. We love our, our men, you know, we love our spouses, but that we need to come to Jesus first, no matter our, even those of us who are in, in loving marriages, all of us, men and women, our souls are brides of Christ. And we need to rightly order all of our love centered on Jesus first. And, and this is just virtue of our baptism, as you mentioned, coming to him in the Eucharist and receiving the Holy Spirit. When we are baptized into the church, this is just a reality that we're baptized in. Our souls now eternally belong to God and we will, God willing, spend eternity with him at the wedding feast, the eternal wedding banquet. And so our, our earthly life is really preparation for that eternal wedding feast. Um, but, but coming to know Christ as the bridegroom, I want to mention one specific way that we do that in Hope's Garden is through Laura's story. Jesus has helped her to create a very beautiful healing and heart-led study into the Song of Songs, which is the little tiny book in the center of the Bible where we come to know the bridegroom most intimately. The song is the love story between a bride and her bridegroom. And we, we learn through studying the writings of this beautiful book of scripture, that the writings of the saints. In particular, we study many of the Carmelite saints, St. John of the Cross, St. Teresa of Avila, Therese of Lisieux, but also some early church fathers, Bernard of Clairvaux, who was a Cistercian monk, um, St. Augustine, Origen, that they have all written many, many commentaries on the Song of Songs that really help us to come to a very beautiful and deep understanding of our soul as bride and how Jesus wants to really possess our souls completely and fully and no other other loves in competition with his love, his love first. So rightly ordering our love. So that's a that's a big part of what we do at Hope's Garden. We also have a consecration to Christ the bridegroom and a few different types of consecrated life actually at Hope's Garden for women who have had perhaps broken vocations, whether that be a broken marriage vocation or a broken religious vocation, which happens sometimes women needing to leave a convent for whatever reason due to illness or, you know, some other reason um, coming in and still wanting to give them their, themselves and their lives to Jesus as their bridegroom. And so that's something new that has been created through Hope's Garden that we are um, almost ready to officially offer to, you know, to the church at large, but it's something that we're, we're working with a spiritual director um, to guide us in the creation of that. Mm. Sorry. Awesome. No, it, it's all good. It's all good. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate your mentioning all of the resources, your story, your sister, uh, the way that so many women have come together to learn and to grow and to be healed. And, experiencing healings, I do believe that healing is yes. that ongoing process for all of us, right? It's kind of a, 
a day-to-day process that we're continuing to be healed in a sinful world and the effects of sin on all of our lives. So I just can't give you enough credit for the work that you're doing. I do have to mention too that people who are watching this podcast who are friends with our foundation is that if you go to the, the website page called Outside Resources on our website at nonatis.org, you will see under marriage you will see the Hope's Garden link there that you can connect. So um, if you see this podcast and you're already friend, uh, connected with the St. Raymond Anonis Foundation, please do do that. And I believe that you also made a connection too on your website for us. So we are yes. so grateful to you for doing that. Um, As you know, when we're in ministry, we're working together, aren't we? We're working together to make that outreach to people who have experienced some kind of trauma, trials, crisis, yes. all of those things that affect family life, and affect our faith, right? And affect our relationship with Jesus, as you said, that personal, right. really, we as Catholics, we believe in that personal relationship with Christ, don't we? Right. I and know we do. And I, I think you believe that as well. Oh, 100%. He abides in our hearts. And, you know, it really can lead us through every aspect of our of every day, just by connecting with him here and, you know, coming to really know him and, and recognize his voice, be able to hear the voice of our good shepherd cutting through all the other voices that we hear our own, the world, the, the enemy. So yeah, it's really, really important. And so that's a, you know, something that we, we strive for is in our formation, in our, my sister and myself and the women that we lead that help us behind the scenes is we gather weekly um, as a sisterhood to continue always our own formation in coming to know Christ more intimately and just listening, just, just being able to be quiet and listen. So, so much of the, our lack of freedom, you know, that has occurred because of our woundedness and the traumas that we've encountered leaves us with these after effects spiritually and, and emotionally where we're not free to really come to Christ to the extent that he wants us to. His goal is union with us, you know, full union with us. Um, I want to mention, too, because your outreach is particularly for, um, I, I shouldn't say particularly for, but one of the groups that you were, Marriages in Crisis, that one of the, the populations that we serve are women who are healing from the effects of betrayal trauma, that is, the effects of a spouse's infidelity or pornography or sex addiction, which is something that is widely experienced and rarely talked about in our church. So I just want to say that out loud, that if you are a, a couple struggling with that, there, there is a place for you. Um, we are, we have support groups for the women and not just, you know, women who are, who are just discovering this, but also marriages that are in recovery, marriages that they, they want to heal. The man wants to recover the marriage seeking healing. And we have a few couples that are walking with us who have uh, dealt with that and journeyed amazingly gracefully through that into healing and strengthening of their marriage, but also strengthening of each of their individual walks with the Lord, which is the healing, as you were saying. So, and um, in the process of out of that group that was started for the men, we're in the process of building a mighty networks community for men to come to be in fellowship with one another, not just for men who are you know overcoming an addiction it's not going to be a place to maybe necessarily talk about that so much although it's certainly welcome but it's a place really to come to know the lord and to just draw together in fraternity and come to know jesus more 
as their first love so they can model his love in their families. So um, that is a you know population that we serve that I wanted to, to specifically speak to because I know there's a lot of often shame and secrecy around that. Um, but it's it's just too common for us not to not to speak it out loud. Yes, thank you so much. As I keep repeating how great and terrific all the work that you're doing, you know, this is just the beginning. We probably will be doing some more podcasts in the future just to touch base and talk more, delve in a little deeper about exactly what that. Hope's Garden is doing. So please do keep an eye on our website. And, you know, as we're coming a little bit closer to the end of this podcast, is there anything that you wanted to say in terms of outreach to the people that are watching? Maybe be sure, be sure to also give us those websites so that they can go and check it out and, sure. and join your mailing list too. Yeah, absolutely. So youaremadenew.com, youaremadenew.com is the website you can subscribe to that mailing list and to be notified of healing retreats. Um, and those are the retreats held in the Philadelphia area through that, through that aspect of the ministry. And then hopesgarden.com or hopesgarden.mn.co, mightynetwork.community to join us there. That's the community for women at this point. Um, what do I want to say in way of, of specific outreach? You're not alone. You're not, you are enough. The Lord does see you. He sees every bit of suffering that you've experienced over the course of your life, but all the silent suffering that we experience each day. And he really, really is in that with you because he abides right in our hearts. There's nothing that we experience that he misses, that he's not aware of. And he wants us to become more present to his presence so we might receive more of his healing touch, his tenderness right in those moments when we need them most. So yeah, just that encouragement that he really, he really does. We are not forsaken or forgotten. And there is a whole community of sisters waiting to embrace you. And there are brothers who are on their healing walk. I mean, I know you know this already, um, but it's just such an encouraging and beautiful thing to witness men and women coming out in their vulnerability um, because that's really where our strength is. You know, what we keep hidden and secret, the Lord can't really transform for us, but it's when we, we are open, willing to, to speak out about our, our vulnerabilities, our needs, where he is so right there waiting to just enter into that with us and guide us forward. Thank you, Dee. Thank you so much for being a guest on this show. And I would I'm invite you. you to come back again. I would look forward to that. I want to thank all of you for joining us here, the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. This is Anne DeSantis, Executive Director. Don't forget to make your free pastoral consultation with a Mercedarian friar by going to nonatus.org. We offer pastoral accompaniment for families in crisis. So please do connect with us on social media at the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. God bless you, and we will see you next time. The St. Religious Order, with a mission to make pastoral outreach to families in crisis. 
The friars came together after attending the World Meeting of Families in Philadelphia with hopes of creating a foundation which could help those families and individuals who have faced tough times and need to know that the church cares and is there to help. Since that time when we were founded, the foundation has helped hundreds of families by offering prayer, priestly consultations, podcasts and videos, and programs and events. Whether it is something to do with divorce or separation, trauma, job loss, loss of a loved one, relationship issues or other crisis, the foundation has seen lives transformed through the services we provide. Pope Francis has referred to our world as a field hospital, where there are a great deal of individuals and families who feel abandoned and they need the special outreach of those who truly care and wish to show the face of God to others. As a foundation, that is what we do every day, and we're grateful to people like you who help to make a difference for families in crisis. Please pray for us and for our mission. Would you consider a one-time or recurring gift? Please go to nonatas.org to donate. Thank you sincerely from all of us at the St. Raymond Nonatas Foundation for freedom, family, and faith.